Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the MailRite Podcast. We're, we're incredibly thrilled, excited, and happy to have Nick Nyhouse, who has a long uh, track record of being an entrepreneur and uh, founder of a lot of things. Currently, uh, he's a uh, head trainer. Actually, you want to, Nick, let me do this. You have a pretty robust profile. So instead of me trying to introduce you and, and list off all of the things that you've done or that you're known for, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience, anybody that might not know you? Sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm Nick Niehaus. Uh, I've been in the, I would say, marketing space basically since I was a freshman in college. So almost, uh, I guess, 15 or so years now. You can kind of figure out how old I am based on that if you want to. But um, you know, my background, yeah, I've been, I've been self-employed pretty much the whole time. I invented a product called the Case Cooley, uh, keeps a case of beer cold for 10 hours without ice. That was a lot of fun. I uh, did that for a few years, but my primary focus has been video. So really for the past seven years or so, I've been making videos, making videos of other people, teaching people how to make videos. Um, and so for about three years now, I've been running, uh, we started a company called Business Video School. Uh, not on purpose in alignment with when the pandemic started, but it kind of worked out that way. So we, we pretty much launched right as everything got shut down, which was kind of good timing because it's an online school. People were able to dive in uh, right from the start. And yeah, worked with a couple thousand real estate agents over the past uh, three years or so, teaching them how to use video. So all, all kinds of stuff. So we're I'm always happy to talk about video, whatever uh, vein or, or topic you want to go on there. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I've got my pugnacious partner in crime for those that you don't know him and you should. Boy, oh boy, should you ever. Um, uh, hey, John, just for the for the people that might not know you, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience? Oh, thank you very, so much, Robert, for that, that introduction. I'm the joint founder of MailRight, mail-right.com. We build beautiful websites on WordPress, plus we've got a number of great marketing widgets, add-ons to help you get digital leads through your website. And it's just a great product. Back over to you, Robert. And I'm Robert Newman. I'm the founder of Inbound REM. I made my bones in the real estate marketing business by uh, being known for real estate SEO. But I've, I've expanded. I've done a lot of things. I've actually founded a couple of businesses in the space. I sit on the board of advisor for a couple of digital uh, back-end prop tech technology companies, whole bunch of stuff. Go look at me at inboundrem.com and look at my about page and you'll, you'll get any story that you want from me. But today we're going to talk to Nick and I, I did the rare thing where, you know, do you, you want to hear a funny story, Nick? Sure. Okay. There's a reason this show was created and founded by Jonathan. It's his show, really. Well, it's it's our show now, but it was originally his show. It was his show, 100%. And then we had this experience where he got on the he got on with a guest and he tried to pronounce their last name, and they just got really upset at him. And this is about a year and a half ago, and he's just like, "That's it, Robert. You're doing you're doing the hosting." And now I just massacred your last name. I'm so sorry. It's Nyhouse, oh, no. and I said Nyhouse. That's and that that is. Uh, I almost consider that an acceptable alternative for how often that's what I hear. So I don't, it's not a big deal at all. I need to start putting. I mean, since it's the word knee and the word house, which are both very obvious English words, I need to just. I should just spell it that way. You know what I mean? That would make it a lot more a lot more straightforward. Obviously. <laughs> Perfect. Well, today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about a subject that's really that's really fun, and it's also really 
Like it, it's catching a lot of buzzwords and lately, and that's reels. We're going to talk specifically about Instagram mm. reels, but honestly, video content content can really be repurposed for any place that hosts reels, which is most services these days. Facebook does reels. Instagram does reels. A lot of people do reels. YouTube does reels. Everybody's getting into the short little clip business because everybody's trying to compete against the phenomenon that is TikTok. And not very well, I might add. But um, be that as it may, Nick, um, while I would consider myself relatively adept at YouTube specifically, and I certainly am adept at the realm of storytelling, I am not adept at taking a long vision and turning it into a 30-second reel. So we're going to lean on you pretty heavily, I feel like, uh, in terms of this show, uh, this particular subject. So... If I want to do reels for business, and let's say I'm a realtor, would you immediately have any suggestions about how one might approach researching what kind of reel you want to do? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so when you're first getting started with <clears throat> reels, I guess the, the first thing I would suggest is it should not be the first place you start with video in general. So I think that this is an area that a lot of people get wrong where they go straight to social media, they go straight to short form content. And I personally think that might be the hardest kind of video there is to make. <laughs> you know, I think uh, people a lot of times will look at like live video is harder. And I'm like, well, you just go live and just talk whatever comes up off the cuff. You know, like that seems easier than trying to make, like you said, make that, that whole thing into 20 seconds long. Right. right. So, so I think you got to keep that in mind. Right. So if you don't have any experience with video at all, you might want to start somewhere else for a little while first, get some reps in get comfortable and that's going to help you learn how to be concise. Right. And I think that that, that's really the first thing you got to remember with reels. So, so that's, that's one thing is got to have some experience. Number two then is who are you trying to attract? You know, you got to, you got to know who the audience is. Um, and one of the things that's different about short form content versus a lot of other kinds of content is, uh, and this is, this is how TikTok works is that it's, it's not necessarily that people are following you, right? Most social media is about you, you've got followers, you're making content for them. The short form stuff is more about you're making content for the people that follow those topics, right? So it's, it's, it's kind of more akin to like a TV channel sort of attitude as opposed to, to active followers. So when it comes to the reels, like that's where you start. So who are you trying to attract? You know, what is it that they care about? So if, it, if it's a realtor, I'm going to focus on their community, um, can I can I highlight things in town? Because that means I'm going to attract people who live in my area. And as a real estate agent, I need people who live in my area, obviously. Sure. Um, and then, you, you know, you can stop there if you want. You could just sort of make things about stuff that's going on in town. Um, I like to go a step further and ask, you know, how, how further can I narrow that audience? Is this, you know, are they young families? Are they people that, you know, care about sports? You know, what, what do I know about my ideal customer? Um, and, and try to come up with really, I, I try to aim for three to five content pillars, three to five topics that you can come back to like clockwork, right? So I'm, I'm talking about the same few things, not too many. In fact, kind of less is better in most cases. And then you got to just figure out what can you what can you talk about in under 20 seconds, you know? And, and obviously reels can be longer than that. Um, but when you're first getting started, anything you think is going to take 20 is probably going to take 40 or 50, you know? So you almost have to like aim for extremely short in order to get something that's even reasonably short, right? So I think starting out, I would I would really dial into that. And I think that I know that's not necessarily easy. So that's why, again, I don't necessarily say start first with reels. I would start with other kinds of video. 
so that the video skills are out of the way. You kind of feel comfortable making something and then you can be targeted to that audience. And I think that that to me, if you do that part, the the number of views, all that kind of stuff is less important because you're you're sort of guaranteeing you're talking to people who are going to be a good fit for your business. And then, hey, if I get 500 views on a reel that was well targeted, that's 500 people that could potentially hire me, right? And like, that's what I'm really looking for. I don't care about going viral at that point, right? Um, so that, yeah, just a couple thoughts on kind of where to get started. Is that making sense? Hopefully. <laughs> well, certainly, but I want to let John... John John has been masterminding uh, these subjects lately, and I feel like he oftentimes has like a background action or thought in his his head about how he wants these conversations to go. So, John, why don't you why don't you uh, jump in here on the real conversation? Well, I'm sorry to blow that bubble. There's very little that goes through <laughs> my head, actually. Uh, um, but, uh, um, but thank you for those kind words, Rob. Uh, um, so, Nick, um, I think when it comes to Instagram and Reels and how um, how they've been trying to utilise Reels as a kind of competitor to TikTok has caused a bit of controversialism because uh, a lot of people say, well, um, we come to Instagram and Reels doesn't really fit in. Um, I don't know what your stance on that is, but secondly, uh, you know, through your course, you know, you've trained a lot of real estate agents. Are there anybody that is in that's come on your radar lately that you think have been utilising these short, Let's call them short videos. I think that's a better because they're on YouTube, they're on Instagram, they're on TikTok. Are there any of your students or anybody that's come on your radar that's in your memory bank recently that you think has been doing a really good job about utilising that short video? And hmm. maybe you could point out why you think they're doing a good job. I love that question. Yeah, so so I'll kind of there's kind of two questions there. I'll I'll start with the first half and then come back to the examples. Um, so I f- I think first of all, yeah, I think the one of the problems that that Instagram and, and and Meta, which owns Instagram, are having right now is well, and this is my opinion, but it, it's basically that they sort of screwed up social media. You know, they 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 kind of they kind of made like social media is supposed to be you know people in real life. You connect to them through these platforms, and then you you can build and, and maintain that relationship sort of through this this digital medium. And obviously, right. the the pandemic made it even easier just to immediately connect with somebody on social media, and maybe you never met them in person, right? And then you can still build that whole relationship there. So traditionally, that's how we see social media, right? Well, these these platforms, you know, they got they just have messed with it so much. You know, we're gonna we're gonna for a while. Facebook started pushing news and they started pushing group posts, you know, and, and it was it was stuff that kind of came before TikTok even that started to turn people off. I started, well, I don't, you know, I, I'm here to talk to my friends and family. Like, what is all this other junk? Well, so so that that's kind of the backstory to that. Then you have TikTok starts to emerge. Um, and TikTok is, you know, we would call this more of like a content discovery platform. Yeah. It's not as much about the people you follow, right? It's not as much about having that, uh, you know, that relationship, I mean, you still build the relationship, still very much a parasocial relationship, but it's much more akin 
uh, to like TV channels. It's much more like YouTube, right? And I, and I never, yeah. I, we, you hear people talk about YouTube as a social media and it never made sense to me because it's like, they're, they're literally called channels. It's like television, right? So, so that's the thing. So I think that's where Instagram really messed up is they just, they just kind of kept copying because I mean, that's what Meta knows how to do is copy other companies, right? So they said, oh, here's TikTok and we got to copy this. And that, that's what everybody, that's what the backlash was ultimately kind of about, right? Is this idea of, well, that's not why I'm here. I'm here because I want to connect with specific people. I want to see the pictures from my friends' lives, you know? And instead, you're showing me random videos from random creators mm -hmm. that might be engaging, might be interesting, might be exciting, um, but they're not what I asked for. You know what I mean? I think that's... So, so that kind of that that was the problem. I think that's why you've seen Instagram kind of circle back. They're de-emphasizing video right now. They're leaning more into photos again, um, but it's not about video versus photo. It's more about I want to see the people I chose to follow, right? So I think I think and that is that's worth understanding, right? Because that means that currently these strategies work very similarly because Instagram copied TikTok. So if you take a TikTok strategy and you apply it to Instagram it still works pretty well, right? But I think we're going to start to see that change because I think Instagram is is pivoting back in this direction of you're going to see reels from the people you follow. At least that, that's what they're kind of saying, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of where we're at there, right? So that being said, um, to sort of answer that second question of, of who's doing you know well with this, um, what I've seen is that there are, there's several examples of people who are kind of doing this stuff well. And What's what's interesting about it is they're just influencers, you know. I mean, it's it's not like we talk about real estate, and then we have these these individuals, um, you know, like for instance, like Zach Faust. Zach Faust has like a hundred or has like one point five million TikTok followers at this point. He's a real estate agent, um, and he's just basically he's a super animated guy, you know. So like when he talks. And obviously leans into it, but it's just it's just engaging, right? And then he he, he emphasizes it by he'll do this thing where he'll zoom in and out on his face as he's telling a story. And a lot of his videos are like he's just sitting in a car yelling, basically, you know, because he's just telling the story. He's so impassioned. And I'm like, if most other people told the same story, I probably wouldn't watch that video, right? Because it's it's not they're not sometimes they're really good stories, sometimes they're just sort of average, but it's how he tells it, right? Um, so that that would be kind of one example. And I think that that's what, in terms of a strategy you have to look for, that's what you have to remember is that this, this at this point, if you want to go in this direction of these short form videos, it's less about the relationship you already have. It's less about just checking in with people who already know you, which is what you would do on Facebook or Instagram. And it does work. And I think, and the truth is, I think, I think that's better for most agents. I don't think most agents need to have a very large audience. They need a small audience, a few hundred people, maybe a couple thousand in their, in their town that want to have a relationship with them and they need to maintain those, right? Versus the, the short form stuff is, is amazing for going viral, right? It's, it, that's kind of what it's built for. It's built for this idea of like, if you make something that's just really engaging, that's really funny, um, that just that gets somebody glued, right? That's why things like the number of times it gets replayed, um, that, that's an important stat on these short form platforms because they want to see content that keeps people, you know, even, even rewatching the same thing a couple of times. Um, that is what works there, right? So, so for the agents that, you know, it's it's a, it's kind of a it's a little bit of a catch twenty two in, in some ways because I feel like if you go all in on that, you might end up with a million followers, but most of those followers are not going to be in your area, right? Mm -hmm. They're not going to be people that can do business with you. 
And so you've also seen some of that where like you've got certain individuals um, that are that are in cities that are just exciting places to be, right? So like if there's certain agents who are in, for instance, Las Vegas, and they have hundreds of thousands of followers because Las Vegas is just full of really cool, interesting stuff to look at, right? So they go make these little community highlight videos, but they're talking about stuff that doesn't exist in most cities, right? Versus you go to somebody who's based in like, I don't know, I live in St. Louis, Missouri, right? And there are, there are some exciting things to talk about here, but we don't tend to have as many of those type of influencers in St. Louis, right? So you do have to kind of consider where you are and then sort of match what you do to that. Um, and I think if you do, if you think about it that way, you can find a strategy that, that does cater to your area. And I, and I would actually say for a lot of agents, I think having a couple thousand followers, but they're all in my town is more useful than having several hundred thousand and most of them can never hire me, right? Because I might get a lot of engagement, but you know, like let's say I get, I put a video out and I get 200 comments on it. Now I got to go back through and look at all those. And I don't know how many of those people could actually hire me, you know, versus if I have a smaller audience that's more targeted, I know they're all worth talking to. So what I think, before we go back to Rob, what I think you're trying to point out, and thank you, it's been, it's been really insightful, what you've just outlined, but I think what you're trying to say is some of these metrics when it comes to a real estate agent could be a bit vanity metrics where the real business of really getting clients is a smaller but a more engaged audience. 100%. Yeah, I I think we've always dealt with vanity metrics and social media, um, but I think short-form video has made that problem worse um, you also like like TikTok, for instance, um, a, a view, which they actually call a play, just means the video started moving at all. So it doesn't, you know, so on Facebook, it's three seconds. So if you get a view, you know, that person spent at least three seconds with you. YouTube, it's 30, though, right? So like if you can't really compare those together and then you got short form like like TikTok where it's it's literally zero. If it starts to show up at all, that counts. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I just really warn people about, you know, it's great. You want to have lots of views. That's all really exciting stuff. Um, but they don't mean the same thing. And, and if, you know, I think there's like, I talk a lot about the idea of being active versus impactful. So is, is the thing you're doing making you feel busy or is it actually accomplishing something for your business? And social media and especially these video tools can be, can be really impactful, but they can also be a way to feel active. And, and I think a lot of times like people, they, they put so much there's so much psychological blockage when it comes to making video because they're so nervous, they're so uncomfortable with it that you know you make one of these videos, it's 20 seconds long, you put it out and you get this huge sense of relief because you you just did the video thing, right? And that's certainly true. And by all means, you know the first couple of videos you make, you're going to go through that. But what are you getting from it, right? Are you are you tracking those results? Are you tracking how many people are actually reaching out to you about real estate or? Are you getting conversations that lead to business conversations or are you just getting comments that make you feel good because you got 10 comments on your video? Um, and that, you know, that, this is obviously stuff that has, has become kind of a personal pet peeve of mine because uh, I see people talking about, you know, engagement rates and all this stuff all the time. So I get it. I mean, it's, it's hard not to, to think about, but you, you really, yeah, it's very important, especially when you're, when you're talking about social media, that you're measuring the right things. Okay. So Nick, on that note, we're going to take a break. We're going to go to uh, what for our audience is going to be a, a brief little break here. And for us, it's going to be a few seconds. But when we come back, um, I'm going to share some thoughts about where I feel reels are for, for real estate. John, I'm going to ask you to do the same. Um, and then Nick, you can weigh in at the end. So without any Love. further ado, 
Um, actually, you know what? Before we go to break, Nick, uh, we're going to do this twice. If somebody did want to reach out or do a little bit of research on you, I, I, I think that you're savvy. You're talking about a lot of a lot of the same hot points that I talk about when it comes to video. So, if somebody wanted to watch your videos and and mm-hmm. learn from you, where where are they going to go? Well, let's see. Two best places to go would be our YouTube channel. That's going to be for our business. So you just want to look for Business Video School. Uh, I put a lot of our even full one-hour trainings on there for free. And then, uh, honestly, it's it's a little old school, but I still like connecting with people on Facebook. So if you just look me up on, you look for Nick Niehaus on Facebook, it's N-I-C-K-N-I-E-H-A-U-S. Um, and obviously, you're looking for the one that uh, is, is the guy who works at Business Video School. So just make sure you find that. There are a couple Nick Niehauses out there I've found, um, but not many. So that's probably the best way to find me. Cool. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. Um, We will be right back. John and I will be giving you our contact information at the end of this podcast session. Uh, If you have seen us on any platform at all that allows for ratings, reviews, or comments, uh, and you've appreciated the show, which I've been getting more and more comments lately, John, that people have been. I think three people have mentioned the podcast so far this month to me, which is crazy. So do us a favor. Leave us comments on those platforms. It helps us a lot. All right. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy to use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no question asked 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the podcast, uh, Mel Wright Podcast. We are doing an interview with Nick Niehaus, and we are talking about video. We've got gone deep, 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 deep down the rabbit hole for reels. Um, and here is how I view re- reels. So I don't do reels at all, ever, okay? I experimented with reels when I first started my Instagram channel, and I got thousands of views on them. And then uh, because I was properly tagging and I've got about 3,000 viewers. And then I started getting leads. Everybody hold the phone. It sounds so exciting, right? But everybody was turning into a lead based on a one-minute video. Um, And that one minute's worth of information was not nearly enough to, to take that person to the place I like them to be before they talk to me. It wasn't even close to it. I was getting random questions like, do you own a marketing company? What kind of marketing do you do? I was like, whoa, hmm. here's my website. Go there. Like, I don't want to talk to any of you. So I stopped doing reels. I think though that if I had an existing, strongly focused audience, I would do reels for them if I thought that there was a purpose. I've watched Tom Ferry do reels. I've watched a few other people that I follow do reels. And if you're doing a very quick little inspirational thing to a very select targeted group of people and you're intending it as a value add to an existing audience, I love reels for that purpose. Give me one minute of like, let's go. And I'm going to be like, awesome. As long as that's the only purpose. You're not really trying to give. You're just trying to trying to say, hey, it's another day. It can be hard or it can be great, and you just make it whichever way you want it to go. But you know, something like that. Like I watch Tom Robbins reels. I, I, I t- I've talked. There's a few people. Side Guru. I watch the reels because they're little injections of a message I'm already familiar with. Um, 
That's my opinion on real. So if you're a real estate person and you have a huge audience and you've worked really, really hard on it, maybe save yourself some content production time and just do a little quick reel to keep that audience engaged with your channel. Jonathan. Yeah, I think you, I, I agree with you there, Robert. That what was coming to mind, and I wonder if Nick agrees, if you've got a specific property and you want to promote it quick, you know, get it out there, that's one way I think Reels, especially if you've built up this tight-knit social media that you were talking before our break, Nick, where you've got like a 1,000, right. 2,000 people on Instagram or Facebook Following you, if you're utilising reels on Instagram or Facebook, that's short form video about Pacific property. I, I could see it being quite useful. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I think, and it, you know, sometimes the stuff, a lot of this is about testing and just seeing what people respond to. Um, it blows my mind sometimes the kind of house walkthrough videos that will get 100,000 views on these short form platforms because it's nothing special, right? Someone mm-hmm. just kind of walks in each room, sticks their phone camera in it, and they speed it up so it you know, gets, goes through in 30, 40 seconds. I mean, but, but that's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that works really well, right? So, yes, I think, I think these short videos highlighting properties, um, I wouldn't, you know, I think that you need to have more than that. You need to be doing other types of stuff too. But yes, if you have an audience and you can put something in front of them like that, um, it, real realtors have that that kind of ni- nice built-in advantage that people are naturally curious about what the inside of other people's houses look like, right? So you just lean into that, give them what they want, and they'll respond well to it. And I do think, you know, back to what Rob was saying, I mean, I, I love that understanding of, of these short-form videos, which, you know, the way I would kind of come back to comment on that is just that idea of whatever your thought is, what is the short but entertaining version of it, right? Because you're right, you're not going to teach much you're going to provide a ton of value in 20 seconds, right? So whatever that highlight is, um, that little that little sound bite that is out of context but is still interesting to hear, um, that is, I think, a great a great sort of uh, way of explaining what what makes a good short form video, for sure. Awesome. Um, I so I'm going to switch. I'm going to move the target a little bit here. Um. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it back a bit and ask you some like higher level generalized questions. So John and I talk about video incessantly. We talk about it all the goddamn time. And yeah. finally, after after I've been talking to realtors about video for ten years, and for the first yeah. eight, I got ignored. No joke. Last couple of years, especially since the pandemic hit, people have started to look at it with a like a much higher degree of intent. And I have watched certain people come out of nowhere and make massive incomes from themselves, all using video as the primary strategy, the primary driver of said strategy. But with emerging adoption comes a need for more thought-out strategies. The way Mm -hmm. that most of these people are making it in real estate, Nick, whether I don't know if you're familiar or not, but they're doing like top 10 reasons to move to Dallas, top 10 reasons to live in Dallas, what I hate about Dallas. Honestly, every single realtor in the U.S. is following the same template right now. They're all making the same kind of content, whatever market they're in. All right? I I do not advise my clients to do that. I do. We do different content. But I'm curious. You're you're a video expert. You understand that the challenges I've painted it. Mm -hmm. So, 
What would you be telling? You get a real estate person who's called you. I've been doing video. It's stopped working. It's not working as well. Nine other people are doing the same videos in the same market. Nick, what do I do? Well, so yeah, it's a great question. I think that the reality is right now, you know, if you were an early mover, you're probably not going to lose your advantage, maybe ever, right? So, so you don't really get those kinds of calls because that person is already better at video, right? Like they're, they're a better performer. They're more compelling on camera. They understand lighting and audio and they're just making a better video that's, that's easier to watch, which so good for that person, right? So that's why, you know, this is the issue a lot of agents, they see that person, they go, oh, they're making these top 10 list videos. I'll make the same thing. And then they don't get the same results, right? They're not as good on camera. They don't have the experience, et cetera. So it's all about niching down. You know, I think that in, in my sense, like, like anything you get more experienced with, um, there's sort of this theory that like the more of an expert you become at something, the simpler it becomes in your mind because all the steps sort of blend together into to just a few steps. And with, with this video stuff and with social media, like it's kind of for me started to feel that way where it's like, it's just marketing fundamentals, right? So a lot of people, they just, they skip the marketing fundamentals. They don't think about those questions that you should ask before you, you start any marketing effort. And so like one thing that's always confused me about those kinds of approaches is it seems like all the realtors with these YouTube channels are marketing to people who are transplanting to their city mm-hmm. because I'm not going to search for a video of like, what are the top 10 things to, you know, or like what's traffic like in the city I already live in? Like I already know what that's like, right? Or like the reasons to move to my city, like I'm here, I'm just moving from one house to another. So that, that to me, I think is the next stage we're going to start to see is people thinking first, okay, I'm here, I'm in this, this area. What's the group of people in this area that I want to do business with? And they're not going to search for that kind of stuff. I mean, YouTube is a search engine. TikTok is a search engine. In fact, people under the age of like 25 search more on TikTok than they do on Google in some cases now. So that's what you're going to start with, right? So what, so narrow further down, right? So, I mean, if you, you've probably seen this stuff, right? So it's, I would get into like, who's the customer? Who's the avatar? I mean, this is, this is the work that people want to skip because they want to just ask what the, what the tactic or strategy is and implement it. But if you do the work once you tend to have the, an advantage for years to come. So who's that person? If I'm going to make a video about something in my town, what are the parts of what's going in my town that that person cares about? You know, so it's not about moving to St. Louis. Now it's about what do I do? You know, what's, what's something coming up this weekend that young families would be interested in if that's my target audience, right? Um, how do I talk about those topics over and over again? And you should start to see everybody sort of develop their own strategy. So, you know, YouTube, and I think TikTok as well, was built on sort of a television model. They call them channels on YouTube. Well, what what differentiates different channels on TV, right? They, den- they tend to have kind of themes. You got news channels, you got, you know, ones that'll show a bunch of reality TV shows, ones that are all about nature, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. With social media, where this isn't social media, now we're talking about these sort of content discovery platforms, it's even more niche, right? So how can you how can you get into those smaller niches that people are probably searching for? So if you combine understanding your ideal client with the kinds of search terms they look for, which is that's just fundamental SEO stuff, that's where you're going to find the gold moving forward, I would think. Agreed. Um and I would approach it much the same way. And I will, I will just add a little addendum. You covered all that territory so well for, for us, Nick. I didn't. I oftentimes have to throw in a little thought at the end. I don't with you. I will say this. 
you want to use tools, the two tools that I use, the three tools that I use, no, the four tools that I use. So here's my tools. I use Neil Patel's Uber Suggest. I use AREFs for YouTube searches and I use VidIQ for only YouTube. Uh, I think that Jonathan uses TubeBuddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, you can use something for keyword research on YouTube specifically. And if you're, you got a larger budget and you happen to be, or some of you who are listening are, are CMOs, marketing guys, operations guys for real estate brokerages, get them to get you an AREFs account. It's about $99 a month, but you can search all the platforms all at once for keyword research. Uh, everybody, Amazon, everybody, everybody. I think the other thing, Rob, is um, Nick, last week we had an internal show and we were talking about Google local guides and becoming a contributor. I think video for your blog content, for your website, for your content, that you're providing for Google, using video is a great way of showing Google you've got a lot more value to oh, yeah. your audience. And I think um, I think a lot of people are devaluing, but I think people, I just sense it, I don't know if you agree, Rob, that people are realising having your own website and Utilizing these platforms to drive people to your website is the best long-term way to go rather than just utilizing these platforms to as a way of generating um, metrics that, that in, to some extent, are vanity metrics. What do you reckon, Rob? Um, I think that that most of real estate is vanity metrics in general, it, it, especially if we start to say, "What are you looking at? What are you What are you trying to do?" That's where my conversation happens much more frequently. A lot of people are trying YouTube, they're trying video, and they're getting it wrong, like bit deeply wrong. They're doing commercials, or they're trying to be too entertaining. You know, it's funny because the, some of the most successful agents I do, like leads for actual leads, people calling them. It's still just a neighborhood tour where you get in a car, you drive through the neighborhood, and you do the who, what, when, where, why of that neighborhood where you just say, this is how many houses that were sold here last year. I've, I've been selling houses here for 10 years. A house like that used to go for 10000 Now it goes for 50000 I like the fact that there's a Costco over here and a school over here. Uh, I've never been to the school, but I've heard that uh, the kids that go there tend to be pretty happy. And you're just driving around. Believe it or not, that video still gets more leads than oftentimes like a video that has 50,000 views. It talks about the 10 top reasons like you might want to live in in Dallas. That's not very specific to call me for about a house. That is really come to my channel, become a follower of me. I, I am generally speaking a light, like a tourist guide. I don't think you really want to do that. I, I, if you wanted to do every once in a while, drop a video that you know you're aiming at a big audience so that you can increase your total user base into a channel, sure. But I would personally ground that channel foundationally with really valuable, specific, deeply knowledgeable real estate information. That's how I would do it. That's how I've seen my clients be successful. My guy, Brett, has 60,000 views and makes about half as much as another channel in the same area that has 1.6 million views. Okay, that's crazy numbers. And he's not doing all the false calls, all the false starts as everybody else because his channel is very goddamn specific. 
So, and for those of you who are doing the podcast, Nick is just sitting here nodding. So I think that yeah, right. I'm used to being on video, so I just not, you know, but yeah, that's it. they're hearing us. They can't hear me not. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we've kind of come to the end of our time. We gave everybody some bonus content. Usually we ask Nick, but we're actually well over the time that we normally schedule. So we accidentally had you deliver a little bit of bonus content for us. That last little segment that wasn't based on Instagram is probably how we're going to divide this up and do the inst- and, and say that it was bonus content. But um, this is one more chance for people to who might want to know you, follow you, get to understand what kind of value you add. Keep in mind our audience is 100% realtors that like or real estate professionals. So that's, that's all we target this show at. And uh, I know from personal experience, we get a lot of brokers and people like that who listen to the show. So how would you like those people to reach out to you if they were interested in researching it? Yeah, so I'll, I'll, this time I'll give you my website, bizvideoschool.com. So www.bizvideoschool.com. Um, that you're going to be able to get a hold of us there. Contact info, lots of guides, free stuff you can download. And then, uh, you know, really, again, it, it's Facebook. I mean, I, I know that's for, for how old I am. That's not really popular. My friends aren't on Facebook, but most of our customers are. So that's where I tend to spend a lot of time. So um, you find me, Nick Niehaus on Facebook, N-I-E-H-A-U-S. Um, that is a great place to connect. And I accept all my friend requests unless they are suspiciously weird. So as long as you don't have a weird sound and account, I will accept your friend requests and be happy to connect to the connect there. <laughs> awesome. So John, uh, same, same question for you, but, um, why don't you tell people what you've got going on? Um, uh, I know that you've been doing a lot of, uh, you've been looking for some beta testers. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about that as we wrap up? Yeah, we're looking, we're looking for cha- male right champions. If you, uh, become a male right champion, you'll get a, a beautiful WordPress website free for one year, um, and hosted and supported. And the only thing we ask you is that you utilize the platform and you have strong connections in your local community and your local real estate association and you're you become a hopefully a real champion um if you're not happy with us after the year we will move your website somewhere else and you won't lose it it's a great offer and we've had a quite a bit of interest and we um have a chat with me or adam and we see if we're a good fit and then we'll get you on board back over to you robert Beautiful. If anybody would like to do some research for me about me or uh, at the company that I founded or anything else, you want to start that inboundrem.com and either watch the video on the homepage or watch my um, watch my about video. There's two separate videos that will both do a deep dive into who I am, what the mission is, what the missions are that I have, and how you can engage either me or in one of my missions if you so choose. So having said that, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, Nick, uh, Jonathan, Listen, I so very deeply appreciate that everybody that shares time with me. It's been a lot of fun. Nick, you're deeply knowledgeable. If anybody is looking for some information on video and maybe some kind of coach or material, I'm going to give it my stamp of approval. Uh, Jonathan's offer is amazing for those of you who might be looking to make a change but don't have a big budget. A beta test offer is incredible. So take him up on it. Call him. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Guys, thank you so much. We'll catch you the next time.